Checking your emails and taking your calls. Ignorant and uninformed. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ignorant and Uninformed, America's favorite podcast. We're coming to you from beautiful Keystone, Colorado, here in Consensual Studios at 545 Productions. And this is your podcast. And we are joined, as always, by our Maleficent hosts, Mr. Max Sarakistan Sarak. The H is for herpes. <laughs> and I am Ben Hollywood Whitmore. And <laughs> we don't have Benji Pickens in the studio today, but we are joined, as always, by our good friend, Mr. Jeff Watson. Hello. It, there's no H in your last name, though. There's not. Understand. But he's, he's clean, ladies. We gave him there the H. Go. The H is for herpes. <laughs> or guys, whatever. No judgment. Sure. Negative. But this is your podcast where we take your topics and turn them into our show for 30 minutes of unedited, pure podcasting gold. Yes. That is our promise to you. Mm. And our other promise to you is that we give you things for sending us topics because we love you oh so very much. Max is going to tell you all about it. And nothing says we love you like a t-shirt. That's how I got married. Mm-hmm. True story. True yeah. story. I seen it. I seen it. So, questions make the best topics. Please uh, keep them coming. You guys keep the show going. And we do have uh, a bunch, but we always want more. And then, of course, there's nothing we love more than giving you free T-shirts. So, when are you... we when are we coming up on our fifth anniversary? Soon. Like, soon, oh. right? Fifth anniversary. I think we've this already... This is our fifth, fourth one, No, right? I'm pretty sure we've already passed our fifth anniversary. Have then. we? Yeah, no we way. started the podcast in 2012, May of 2012. Oh, so it was this year. Yeah. It was... This May was five years. Yes. Oh, shit. I'm old. Yeah. I mean, you could also look at... Uh, never mind. It's all right. Well, I was, you started talking about keeping the show going. I was like, how oh, have we been yeah. going? Anyway. I thought you were going to ask about t-shirts, which we're also about to reorder like, a new color t-shirt. Oh, new I know, color. I know. So, so, yeah, so get them. Get the Heather Red while they last. Oh, They're running oh. out. I need a Heather Red. Uh, yeah. Hit us up on the Facebooks. Boosh. Become a friend of the show and get your topic to us that way. Twank is on the Twitters, mm -hmm. at Ig and Un. You can email us, topics at ignorantanduninformed.com, or click the handy-dandy topics button when you're streaming all the episodes on the website. Get your free T-shirt. <sighs> Tell all your friends. <laughs> Keep us going for another five years. Boom. Really, would, you, would you want to be doing this? In five years? Five year? Are you good with that? Like, I think I'd like to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Ignorant Uninformed. And then just be done. <laughs> no, I don't know. We'll keep it going, man. Keep it going. I'm just like I'm trying to imagine. We should because I feel like I, I did be not, little bands uh, running around the studio. There was there <laughs> was not enough the kids. There was hardly enough festooning going on around our fifth anniversary. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like I kind of phoned that one in. You don't so. care. You don't care. You didn't even remember. I I you know I honestly thought I was like no this has been four years. That was really what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. But then I forgot we started it before I was married. And I've been married forever, so forever. <laughs> we were actually we so outdoor Dave here today. He's been on the podcast before, but we were talking about your bachelor party and Vegas. I totally forgot our epic run at the craps table that first night. Oh, we dude, won we a all made so much money that night. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That Dave, was where Dave earned the nickname Master Yo. Yeah, no, and like uh, and indoor outdoor, Dave. Yeah, and outdoor Dave. Dave was talking about how he doubled his Vegas budget. On the craps table that wow. night, and I was like, "Oh yeah!" I mean, we were pretty drunk. Um, there was yeah. a lot of edibles involved. Um, that was pretty great. Good times. Pretty great. Yeah, I ended up putting back like, you know, with all the extra money we ended up spending at Vegas and stuff. I still put back 
in in the ATM what I took out. So that was that's good. I mean, that's Vegas done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was pretty stoked about that. Yeah, I wanted to like win more and like you know take us all <laughs> on some baller trip or something, but we never just. Never I mean, did. so the one thing that does stick out of my mind is like the smile on your face in the limo on the way back oh, to yeah. the hotel as sun rising with sun was rising on the strip. It was we had been out all night, glorious, and we had we had like. We we got the free limo back or from the hotel to the strip club, but mm-hmm. then that's mm-hmm. how they get you. I found out. Oh, trust me, I've walked back from a strip club. <laughs> yeah. It's a long walk, <laughs> yes, and they're like, they're like, well, no, we got to call you guys a taxi service. We only, but only this limo taxi service yeah. will come here. What? Sure. So it's four hundred dollars or whatever. It was like Holy it was shit! Like, no. no, it was like one hundred fifty bucks or I something like that. But that's the beautiful thing about being up in Vegas. You're like, Fuck well, sure, it, you don't whatever. give a shit. And the crabs are free. <laughs> yeah. And then we had kind of a rough morning. We went over to the Hooters. Fucking. Anyway, we need a topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but we lost a whole lot of money that next day. Like that was, you know, we were, like, we were like that's flush right. the night before. Oh, that's right. The dealer was all fucked up. Yeah, man. At the oh, crabs dude, table. She was like on something. And was like paying out people at the wrong time. Oh, it was like Jesus. super shaky and knocking over piles that's of chips. That's not good. Yeah, they pulled her off the floor pretty quick. <laughs> yes. It was great. Manipulation. Wait, I'm sorry. There's an exclamation point. Manipulation uh, is getting others to do what you want them to do, a nasty personality trait, or the only way to get things done. Hmm. From our good homie, Jay. Jay. Well, another word for that is charisma. <laughs> to, yeah. I was going to say leadership, but... Leadership. Okay, sure. so what are the difference between all these things? Nothing. Manipulation, I, bl- I think, is more like... Pulling strings, a benefit, sinister. yeah, a, like at, a benefit by getting others to do something detrimental to themselves. You know, what I mean? like oh. they they get the short end of the stick on this. On so this you would say manipulation automatically has a negative connotation. Certainly, okay. Manipulation has a negative connotation. Okay. connotation. Fair enough. And I think that's the only difference. Yeah. Okay. Because leaders, obviously, but being a manipulate. charismatic leader is is it's the same thing. Oftentimes, a good thing. But you're, essentially, what are you doing? You're convincing people to do yeah, things. You're manipulating in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, so it's persuasion. Once, like the these are all synonyms. I think. Okay. To me. Okay. Yeah, your persuade check is your is a manipulation is a manipulate check. Really, is what it is. Okay. So then, depends on how you use it, though. Do you, Jeff, do you see them as interchangeable? Like, do you have any connotation with manipulation? I mean, I agree with Ben. Leadership versus. Yeah, I think what Ben was saying, manipulation automatically to me has a negative connotation. But by definition, they're kind of all the same thing. Okay. It's, it's, it's the same Manipulation is, is not, yeah, is not inherently negative. It's a neutral word, I would say. But we have, the connotation is that Mm -hmm. it's. Correct. That it's negative, that it's bad, it's, it's. You know, borders on yeah, the, mm-hmm. the evil rather than the good spectrum. I mean, you'll never s- hear someone say, you manipulated me in a good way. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Or plays. You think, you think that's more like a – I bet that's – it's just now it's more of a cultural connotation now. Like there probably was a time when like manipulating the situation in your favor was not – that sure. didn't imply there was some kind of sure. underhanded or sure. something that you had to convince somebody of even though they might not want to have – wanted to have well because i feel as though like you'll hear like oh he was a great she was a great leader or yeah. they showed tremendous leadership in the situation like they were a wonderful manipulator they yeah. showed they're sure. not going to say wonderful manipulation in this situation yeah. calling someone manipulative is not a good correct yeah it means that they're like conniving and there's mm-hmm. like a self-serving mm-hmm. uh but so i wonder if it comes back to to altruism 
right? Because I feel like when people talk about leadership, it's usually in the context of giving to situations, right? Like mm-hmm. they are not necessarily – The intentions of the result I think are really important sure. to determine that situation, okay. whether or not something is manipulative or I mean not. your means to an end, what kind of means did you use? Yeah. Okay. So if your means are focused on other people, is it leadership? And if your means are focused on yourself, is it manipulation? I would say yes. Okay. I think it's a little bit of a square rectangle situation. All right. You know what I mean? Okay. Like not necessarily it, if the – I think that the key is if it's detrimental to somebody else. Like if somebody else is giving up something that in real, that in all actuality they probably shouldn't be giving up or they don't need to give up in, in that sense of detrimental. Like not like it's going to cause them bodily harm or something but that – that they it's it's not because you can benefit the whole group could benefit the whole you know whatever size community or group that you're or set sample set you're talking about could benefit from a situation being manipulated to your favor okay but it could also it could benefit everybody a la craps as we were just talking about <laughs> right okay. like okay. i can roll really well and i but i also might want uh, so so if I roll really well, everyone at the table benefits if they bet on me, right? Correct. And if I keep my streak going. However, if I am manipulating the situation such that I'm betting on that this guy's going to crap out, I I benefit, but he doesn't. He lost his money. So that's that's me manipulating in a negative way, even though it's perfectly legal within the realm of the game. It's just a little – it's bad form, okay. I would say. Because you're kind of bringing that bad juju on that person at that point. Sure. So I don't like people who play craps that way, but... Oh, you can never... I hate people to bet against the table. Fuck those people. <laughs> I know. That's what... the Craps is so fun because it's like a communal game. Like when there's some one douchebag playing Don't Pass and he cheers every time you crap out and you're just like, dude, fuck you. Yeah, but right. That's, that's me. He's like, I just won money. Yeah. yeah but oh, you did. lost. Yay. Yeah. And nobody here likes you. Which, again, is fine. Sure. Like, I mean, it's perfectly within the rules of absolutely. the game. So That's is, how you want so to play. Is, you know, in a, in a real-life situation, manipulating somebody is usually not illegal. I mean, this could go more... Depends. You, if you're, like, blackmailing them, sure. Yeah, that's illegal. Well, what if you manipulate someone and it benefits the whole team? Is that okay? What? So I think give us an example. That's a scapegoating. Not scapegoating, but... Jesus, I don't have an example offhand. Okay. All right. Well, I can't damn it. I can't back up my assertion with facts. (laughs) What are you talking about? Like, I just, I don't, like, I just need more details, the situation in order to follow. That's all. So, so one person, you need maybe get shafted, but everybody else is okay. Not necessarily shafted, but you need to get something out of them. So like some kind of work or something that they may not like. Okay. So but like, somehow you talk them into it because it benefits everybody. Okay. So I got so like you got So you got a slacker in your team Yeah, project. kind maybe. Team sports. So someone's got a a starter needs to go ride the bench in order for the It could be that way. Or you got to ride someone a little harder and they need to get more out of them to benefit the entire team. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think in that in that point you've it, in that situation, at least in my head what you're describing is someone's not really pulling their weight and you have to somehow manipulate I mean, them into That's definitely one ex- sure. Into contributing? <laughs> question mark. Words uh, are tar- hard. Possibly, possibly. 
All right. So is it, like Jay says, the only way to get things done? Or is it a nasty personality trait? It, I mean, it's I mean, it's pretty situational. binary. I mean, I think. Okay. I mean, I just, I mean, I also go back to I've had conversations with, hey, you're working with someone you don't really like, but you kiss their ass to get work out of them. That's manipulation in my mind. Okay. And is that bad? Okay. I mean, I guess yeah. It depends on perspective and like what are the goals of the situation, right? Like, if sure. It, okay. Here's a here, okay. Here's a for instance. All right. I had uh, a person working for me who was in charge of several things in the in the basically building sets. They were in charge, and I had a person who worked for them, like a, like a. So this is kind of a supervisor and employee type situation, and the employee did not like the supervisor at all for very good reasons a lot of the time. But at some point, it's just like, well, you don't like this person, and I get that. You question a lot of what they do, but that's not your job. Certainly, if you feel like they're asking you to do something, build something a certain way that's unsafe, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Let's voice that. Let's mm-hmm. say, but you got to go about it the right way. And you got to, you know, like ultimately they are your boss and I am their boss. So you can't just jump over them to get to me to tell me what they're doing. So I felt like that situation certainly needed a little bit of uh, needing K N E A D uh massaging mm. sensual massage oh, to kind of get everyone you know happy ending got happy ending buddy oh it was you know it was, it was yeah you know so it was just a little bit like okay i i have to we're we're all kind of walking on eggshells because a couple of times like you know productivity stops when somebody blows up at somebody else and walks off you know what i mean like just even if they just have to cool off and they're going to come back 10 minutes later like that's Still not an ideal situation. And if everyone's on pins and needles, to w- when is this next thing? What is the next thing that they say going to piss them off or, you know, whatever. So it was – I felt like I had to manipulate it a little bit. And and sure, I, I probably said, you know, I wanted everyone to seem like we were all on the same team. That's what I kept trying to say. But there were times when I was like, yeah, I know that what they're doing is pissing you off and, and, and you know, maybe for a good reason. And mm-hmm. – to be on their side and play, yeah, kind of play both sides, but not play them against each other. I feel like that's overly manipulative. Okay, for well, sure. I've got an example to pose to you next. Go on. Anyway, so that was that was you know I I think that's more just successful leadership. Really. Well, I was going to say that's diplomacy. Yeah, that's not managing ego. It's my persuasion check again. Sure, but used for ultimately for good. And it was just like I just need everyone to get along. Sure. I know you don't like each other. Sure. And you don't have to, and that's why I said, it, but, but, you know. But it's one of those things like you don't have to like each other, but you have to respect each other, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Which is also like I don't need you to be best friends. I need you to work. True. Well. Yeah, but even that, like, I don't know if do uh, should we automatically respect people just because like they are in a position until guilty, innocent until proven guilty? Mm. You know, like they 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 are afforded res- they respect until they prove they don't deserve it. It, okay. it depends. Okay, that's fair. So going back to your playing both sides, like back in my illustrious waiting tables <laughs> days, um, that was like my favorite thing to do. Like if I – it was never my fault, right? <laughs> it's like – because you've got, you've got the kitchen and you've got your table. And so like any mistake that happened, like if there was something at the table, 
that went wrong, they're like, oh, man, that was the kitchen. They totally screwed that. Like, I'll be right back. Sorry. You know, and as soon as I go into the kitchen, it's like, dude, these fucking people out there, you wouldn't believe this jackass customer and his stupid special request. He said his chicken nuggets weren't saucy. Right. So, like, I was just this, like, liaison skating in between the two worlds, uh, Mm -hmm. playing them off of each other in order to make my tip go. that's absolutely manipulation. And that is manipulation. Okay. Okay. I was going to say the other side, I've definitely dealt with people where if you're a manager, someone below you may be nice to you, even though they hate your guts because they know you're going to be nicer to them. And that's manipulation. Oh, I get that all the time. People people always like at the theater because they know, you know, that I'm the production manager. So all these actors who are causing problems for other people and I hear about it, they're nothing but nice to me. Of course. You know, they suck up to me in a way. Yeah. And and that's them trying to manipulate the situation. Absolutely. Right? And I would say that what you're describing is a little bit of it's it's manipulative, but it's not. It's certainly not like gossip girl manipulation. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> please let's draw not, that line. I we're would not love talking. To know. We're not talking about <laughs> like like. Oh my God, Kathy's such a bitch. Well, sure. She said to you that this. He said. She said. However, I would say if both sides heard what you were saying about them. That could cause some problems. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, so in that situation, okay. if if the two parties were to meet without you uh, okay. dictating the situation between them. Sure. If I was no longer the like Yeah, say the kitchen content. guy comes out and says, What the fuck your sauce your nuggets aren't saucy enough? Yeah. Oh, I never said that. I just I oh, ordered sure. this, but absolutely. the waiter said that you guys messed mm. it up. So then then it be you know right, if you're taken am... out of the equation, then oh. that manipulation the beautiful web you've woven yes, around this, yes, these nuggets to keep is, myself is, is safe, crumbling to the mm, ground. My nugget web. Yeah, when is... you're covering your mistake by blaming another person. Okay. Both ways. Your nugget web. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is it? Oh, what wicked webs we weave yes. when first we practice to deceive. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, that makes sense. And Tang- I like, what a tangled web we weave. That's the term. I like your and I like that point that you made about like if both sides were to be brought together. And would, and how that the, hypothetically I, I, would I guess what go. I'm saying, yeah, they they would both realize rather quickly they've been manipulated. Right, both of them. right, right. Yeah. And the that, situation. That's, has okay, been maybe that's a good litmus test then for any situation. Um, yeah, I think as soon as you get into a situation where people are hearing different things, uh-huh. like, and my example too would be the same thing. If those two people got together and talked about it, well, Ben's on my side. No, Ben was Ben was supporting sure. me. Sure, you know. That it would have been the same kind of situation. So mm-hmm. I was manipulating that situation, mm-hmm. certainly, mm-hmm. Th- through, you know, call it whatever you want, leadership or diplomacy or whatever. But I was still manipulating the situation because I was not completely above reproach in that situation because I was – it was more of lies of omission, I would say, in that, you know, I'm just saying, sure. well, I can see where you're coming from, even though I might not te- agree with it. I can also see where this person's coming from, and I don't agree with that either. But mm-hmm. I'm, you know, that's a, it's an interesting – Interesting point we've you've just brought us to, Max. Oh, thank you. That's what well I'm done. here for. Thank See, I just you. manipulated you to think that was your oh, idea. Oh, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> that is like the oldest trick in the book. Damn it. Ah. No, I don't know. He just manipulated you. No, I am unmanipulatable. Here's, here's, here's the other side of that coin is that, you know, your choice, you can choose to maneuver in a situation any number of ways, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's not always manipulation, but in some ways, I mean- the true definition of manipulate is just to like change the situation, right, to move something. Like yeah. I, I'm manipulating the controls of a jet fighter, or you know, whatever. I'm 
sure. pressing buttons and doing I things. mean, making a choice could be said to be manipulating. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, our li- yeah, every choice is manipulating our lives. The observer effect mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's, it's simply by observing something, you're changing the outcome, right? Uh-huh. Even if you're not doing anything, just observing it. All right. My God. Well, so that's, that's – Your non-choice is a choice. Shit. But that's Free just, will is a lie. <laughs> well, that's interesting though because if change changes life, right? The, so we're told. Yes. Uh, then life is manipulation. We're constantly being manipulated. By time. And space. And like us. And all things. God, I don't know. Damn okay. it. I think we've just taken this into the meta what? meta world. This is a meta podcast. You're now. welcome. Uh, is, okay. Isn't I had only... a point and I forgot about no, it. No, sorry. What <laughs> it was. Manipulate. It's manipulation. So, yeah, it, it, it just depends on... Again, it's it's relative. What is what is like negative manipulation as sure. opposed to positive manipulation? You can choose. It's how uh, you use it. Yeah, like that. You know, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar, mm-hmm. right? So you're manipulating a situation to take a positive spin on the way you are comp- talking to somebody, right? Because the goal is to catch flies. Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. in that situation, right. sure, right, right. So it sort of depends on like what the goal is. I guess if you're a frog, you're going to eat them. But if you're not, you just why would you waste perfectly good honey? I don't know. <laughs> and where do you get vinegar if you're a where frog? Do, why do you have vinegar? Yeah. Frog, so. I mean, it's just yeah. so many questions. Just, it, you know what? Are you we're a beekeeper? Un- we're, we're falling down the rabbit hole of what is this? <laughs> what, is the, what is the term for a beekeeper? There's a name, like a something is. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know either. I'm only coming up with a phlebotomist, but that's someone who mm. takes blood. Mm, okay. Yeah, I can't remember. Okay. A, a beeist. Lepidopterist, a leprist, lepidopterist. That's a butterfly one who collector. studies. Yeah, uh, collects and studies butterflies. Oh, today I learned. Lepidopterist, I think, is a stamp collector. Yeah, um, but I got nothing on beekeeper man. Uh, it's gonna drive me crazy now. That's all right. Someone's yelling it. I mm-hmm. don't hear them. No, you idiot! No, they're not. Um, it's a beesiest. Everyone knows that, you <laughs> fool. Beesiest. Yes, I think it is. So is manipulation in this world of people and in our lives, is it, it is the peoples. only way to do something, to get something done? Well, if the, op- if the other – I think we're, just, we're getting into a – it's a, a semantics conversation. Absolutely. It's really – it's like – if if you're going with the true de- definition, everything requires – for any result, it has to be manipulated in some way. Yeah. I mean Stimulated you, or whatever. If you even just ask nicely for someone to do something, is that manipulation? It's a tactic. It certainly uh, ooh, is. tactic. My god. Another buzzword. In in uh, in theater, we talk about we talk about tactics and objectives, and oh, I like you it. Know, it when you're inter- when you're talking about script analysis and like you know your your character is always after one thing, in, at least from moment to moment. That that thing can change, mm. but generally your objective in each interaction is is going to stay the same, like to convince them that they're wrong or to explain what happened truthfully, or you know, and then mm-hmm. so. And then how you do that is kind of what the sub-motivation is. It's your tactic. So you might uh, plead with somebody to convince them or you might try to manipulate them mm-hmm. uh, in, in, this, in, in a vindictive way or you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you, there's an endless number of tactics. And as, as you know, when you're doing – when you're performing – you kind of figure out what those tactics are. A lot of it, you know, you don't even have to, you know, sometimes you don't even 
it just happens. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're not like writing it out. Some people like to, you know, brainstorm and figure out those moments and those things. But in any situation, in a real life situation, you have an objective and you have tactics that you employ, but which is manipulating the situation in mm-hmm. some way, just by merely interacting with it, you're manipulating it with the situation, the conversation, whatever. And, you know, I just, I think it's, just, it's interesting to note that, that, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be negative, I guess is ultimately what I'm saying. It's not a, it's not a bad characteristic. That is a situation by situation basis based on the outcome well, and what you're trying to do and how you're trying to do it. I would say. Tactics are very much like technologies, right? Yes. Both are tools that we use to achieve whatever those objectives are. So it sort of goes back to what those moment-to-moment objectives sure. you were talking about are. And again, I would – you know, there's probably some that are like the tactics uh, and, and ways of manipulating that are inherently – Shadier. Dishonest. Than, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Like, you know, that might – that that are – Lies of omission or, you mm-hmm. know, you know, like you were saying, the gossip girl stuff. Like, well, that's yeah. not what I heard. I heard so and so. She said that you and, and right. Billy at the party were totally making out and that you're a slut. And maybe she didn't say that. I, I was know. and I am because Billy is sexy. <laughs> you know I what? I can stand by that. He's He's got a scholarship to State University and he's going to be a football player. Oh, my God. He's going to be a swimmer. <laughs> he's got that swimmer's bod. <laughs> Jesus has a swimmer's bod. <laughs> The um, <laughs> which leads us into the song "Rock Me, Sexy Jesus." Oh, I don't. I'm not familiar. Hamlet Two. Have you guys not seen that? Oh my god, Hamlet Two. So it's this really like. I didn't know there was a Hamlet Two. It was a very. It's a very like, like, I don't know, like <laughs> subculture <laughs> classic. Like it's it's this this really funny movie. It's hilarious, and it was. It's about. This, uh, this, you know, failed drama teacher essentially at this high school in the middle of nowhere in like Arizona or something. And, uh, he's in this like terrible marriage. Uh, and you know, he basically, he lives with his wife and her boyfriend who's not really her boyfriend, you know, but he thinks he's married. It's, it's very, very funny. But so he decides to, to write the greatest, uh, sequel of a play that's ever been done be- with his high school students. And he writes Hamlet two. <laughs> and the premise of which is that, uh, Hamlet shows up in a time machine with Jesus <laughs> to go back in time to save Ophelia and everyone who dies in Hamlet. Yes. That, so and it's, and it just gets more absurd and absurd from there. And then they, they end up kind of having this, uh, there's this like, reaction like a media you know they get all this media attention because supposedly there's i don't know something very controversial in the play like the way they're portraying jesus or hamlet or something <laughs> the Both. fact that they're doing it at all the fact <laughs> they're doing it at all and it's like it's a terrible <laughs> terrible play but somehow elizabeth shoe gets involved like the real elizabeth shoe she plays herself in the film and uh, he ends, ends oh my god it's so funny but they but they turn it into a musical and there's a song called rock me sexy Jesus. That's kind of like, uh, that's, it's a little bit like bye bye birdie or Greece the musical. And it's rock me, rock me, rock me, sexy Jesus. Rock me, rock me, rock me, sexy Jesus. It's very funny. But then, uh, 
because they're like, if the son of God was to come back today, he would have a swimmer's bod. Like, we're just saying that Jesus would be hot, <laughs> which leads to the musical number, Rock Me Sexy Jesus. It's uh, it's very, we should watch it. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. The link will be provided. <laughs> Beep. I like it. It's I like funny. It. I think it's it's called Hamlet 2. I okay. think is the name of the film. Okay. I saw it with, like, I saw it at the movie theater here. Like, crazy. So it couldn't have been that. It's within a decade old. So. All right. That's funny. I never heard of that. Oh, mm. man. It's very funny. It's very, like, along the lines of, like, Waiting for Guffman-esque mm. film. Like, mm. A mockumentary? Or, or, kind of yeah, or... it's it's pseudo-mockumentary. It's not really, like, there's not fourth wall breaking, like, mm. confessionals. Mm-hmm. But it it is uh, – it's in that, that vein in, of humor of, like, theater, you know. Mm. It's a little more uh, – trying to think of like a good example i don't know it's it's just it was very funny i i enjoyed it but it got me thinking about yeah rock me sexy jesus for some <laughs> I mean, reason how could you i don't remember where we got once you've heard me. it because i said that he'd be a swimmer oh right that billy yeah. was going to state school jesus has Scottish. a swimmer's bomb right. yeah that's what okay it's all coming back so all i just manipulated back. this conversation to talk about hamlet too you totally yes. did see and was that bad yeah for every download i get four cents was that it? sponsor? Sponsor. I'm not sure that was a negative personality trait. I feel like uh, that was fine. I, feel I suppose like that so. Was fine. Agreed. I don't feel dirty. Don't you? <sighs> well, sexy. Well, Jesus. we're running. We're we're very quickly running out of time. I don't know if we have any other. Thank God. <laughs> thank you, sexy Jesus. Thank, thank you, <laughs> sexy Jesus. <laughs> I very much enjoyed this conversation. I don't know. What, I, you guys are acting like we were pulling teeth for 30 minutes. I thought it was great. I thought it was a very good conversation. I always like talking with you guys. So I don't know. I think I think it's a good place to end it. What, do you, I mean, <laughs> is manipulation – I'm manipulating the situation. I, you I are. Is is it inherently like negative as Jay says? Is it, no. is it a bad personality trait to no, be manipulative? I'm, I think you get – no, I agree. I think it's like a tactic or a technology. It's yeah. all in how you use it. I think you can manipulate successfully – and no one is certainly if you're if you're and you know you you could you with great power comes great responsibility yeah. with great manipulation comes great responsibility. Yeah, I will stand by that. A good leader is a good manipulator. Yeah, fair enough. I like it. Fair enough. I feel like I kind of switched positions about halfway through this. Oh, so where do you stand? Like no, because with the beginning, I was like, no, being manipulative is negative. Mm. I think the word has a negative connotation that it doesn't necessarily deserve is now what I'm thinking. Right. And it may, like you said, I mean, I think we started with saying that it may not have always been that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There you go. Well, hey, thanks for downloading and listening to Ignorant and Uninformed, America's favorite podcast. We've been your hosts, Mr. Max Sarakistan Sarak. Noble manipulation. And I am Ben Hollywood Whitmore. Special thanks to our in-studio guest today, Mr. Jeff Watson. Sexy Jesus! Sexy Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just a kid, and life is a nightmare. <laughs> and we're going to be back next week with a brand new episode. It's a hot-ass freshness all up in your grill. Make sure you like us on Facebook, facebook.com, slash ignorantuninformed. Twank us on the Twitter. You can follow us at ig and un. You can also check out the website, ignorantuninformed.com. Uh, where you can download all the podcasts and send us your topics at topics at ignorantuninformed.com or click that topics button at the website. We're going to be back next week with a brand new epidose, a hot-ass freshness all up in your grill. Peace out.